Welcome to The Nest Show, the podcast that brings you insights into the crypto market, trading and investment experiences, and what we're looking forward to as we navigate this space together. Before we get started with the show, I want to thank our friends and sponsors over at PrimeXPT, where many of our listeners have already signed up to trade by visiting theburbnest.com slash PrimeXPT. Now, we're excited to reward you with a very special offer brought to you by our friends at Prime. Visit the announcement channel on our Discord to learn how you can receive a one-time Time trading bonus equal to 50% of your deposit amount. Exciting times indeed. Prime XPT is the most powerful trading platform offering immediate access to over 30 assets. Users may trade cryptocurrencies, forex, commodities, stock indices, and much more, all from a single Bitcoin settled account. Prime XPT gives experienced traders up to 100x leverage to multiply their capital while also providing users with multiple order types, low trading fees, and ultra high liquidity to equip them with a one of a kind trading experience. Registration does not require any user information, so visit the link below and start trading on Prime XPT in minutes. You'll be hearing much more about Prime XPT here and why we're so excited about the products they already offer, including a one-of-a-kind BTC and Ethereum options trading platform called Turbo and an upcoming co-vesting product that will give traders and investors alike an entirely unique opportunity to multiply their capital. Much more on Prime XBT to come. But in the meantime, we want to thank all of our community and the Prime XBT team for making this partnership possible. Now for the show. Today is the first in a special two-part series with a treat for traders in which the founder of the Nest Club, Crypto Burb, shares the trading system he's fashioned over the years to build both his renown within the trading communities of social media, but also his considerable personal trading desk. In this series, Adrian defines his step-by-step trading structure that listeners will find to be pliable, repeatable, and profitable as they fine-tune their own trading architecture. First, Adrian gives us an introduction to his methods, along with an informational background, then dives into his analyzation methods, strategy, and finally, execution. When you're left wanting more, don't worry. We'll have another helping to cover risk management and more in part two of this exclusive series. Thank you for listening to The Nest Show and enjoy the ride. What The Nest Show is, this is a podcast brought to you by the Burb Nest community, an independent crypto and forex-centered trading community built to sharpen each other in capturing opportunities in the markets while protecting capital along the way. What this is not trading advice. We are not financial advisors, and you should not regard any information here or in the Nest Club as financial advice. You should always consult a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Yeah, guys, welcome. Welcome to today's webinar. This is going to be one of the special webinars, and I really hope you would get some value in that. This is going to be, I would say, compressed one. Okay, we're going to discuss probably one of the most burning uh, questions, or should I say, well, provide the answers for for what truly makes a perfect trade. That's what I wanted to to talk about today, and we're going to get for a couple of, I should say, a couple of uh, examples, couple of steps, right? That we could all that we can all kind of like find the ways to use, right, and analyze uh, for a couple of charts to see what potentially makes a perfect entry, and. Uh, You know, to start with, to understand what makes a perfect entry or should I say perfect trade itself, because trade, well, it does include the entry, but an exit as well. So uh, what makes a perfect trade? A trade itself, right? 
see my understanding my i would say a vision of whatever i am dealing with you know for my for my background being a chemistry right the chemical technology or or music or or just finance or just technical analysis and all that it doesn't really matter what the field it is as long as you know what the words mean if there is a word that you don't really understand i mean like a trade itself right you need to ask yourself like a question to every i would say important word or definition that you might be missing okay try to explain it to yourself in your head or try to explain it uh, in a way so that the kids would understand it so that the person who has completely no idea whatsoever what you're talking about so that they would understand it and uh, so to define a trade right what is a trade truly and a trade is a process of exchange okay this is a process of an exchange and you are exchanging some goods or some values in general and it can be objects it can be just simply you know monetary financial i would say trade with with some um with simply some some commodities or securities right or derivatives and so on and so forth whatever that brings the financial value into that and the trade is a process of an exchange and to exchange anything you need to have your counterparty in a way to exchange with first off i know this might sound kind of like obvious what i'm saying that but i guarantee to you okay that if you were to ask like 99% of people or maybe not even 99 but let's say statistically speaking i would say 9 out of 10 uh, they will not be able to properly define not saying only the trade itself but whatever they are willing they're they are dealing with right because people tend to live i would say uh, like in a bubble without proper understanding of what's surrounding them right how how nature works and uh this clearly transfers in a way and impacts the way you perceive also the financial world because see my chemical degrees thanks thanks to that i was able to kind of like understand the financial markets in a completely different manner from a completely different perspective and see there is just a, just a just a very i would say straightforward easy example so uh when we are talking let's say about financial cycles like market cycles i generally think this comes from physics okay and the physics as a, as a science it's like the the very base for that okay maths mathematics okay is just used to describe and put some numeric uh, like information and like attached to some phenomena going on you know around us but it's all physics that kind of like steers this financial market cycles okay we as people consist of matter every piece and element of our body consists of matter that is you know atoms right or electrons protons neutrons and then uh, we got to know that they consist of quarks right and when we dive even further it would come out that the quarks are kind of like you know not the smallest elements that it can get and there are some you know smaller pieces to that right and so on and so forth so it's like chasing the white rabbit in a way at the very basic most basic level most elementary level now of of the matter there's always some energy okay some pieces of energy and in general okay energy well it's it's countable in a way it's countable it's not only the substance itself but uh but it's countable okay you can apply some maths to uh to to, to energy itself and see the reason i am saying that is every part of matter it lives and vibrates 
it oscillates. Okay, it moves. It never stops, right? Unless it hits like zero Kelvin temperature, <laughs> then all the matter stops and we die. But uh, other than that, it never stops. It's all dynamic, not static. And and it's dynamic because there are forces. That's why it's called dynamic. All I mean is every piece of that, every piece of matter oscillates and vibrates, makes some repetitive movements, okay? Follows some repetitive formula over the movements. And uh, I think if you're like, I hope you're kind of like aware to, to this extent, okay? But, but uh, in general, okay, every movement of a matter, like of a piece of a matter, is an oscillation and every oscillation is a cycle so if we as people consist of matter that oscillates vibrates like all the time then uh it's quite clear kind of like i would say conclusion right that we as people oscillate and vibrate what makes a market what does a market mean okay and the market is a space it can be a virtual space and a physical space okay that you can go to shop uh, that consists of generally two parties and the surrounding and the and the background okay and the environment for that ecosystem in a way uh, for them to run and conduct the exchange knowing that this is the market and that people who oscillate in a way too create the market this is what makes the market oscillate it is very logical okay if you think about it but well i've never met anybody just else kind of like trying to put some physics on top of I would say financial markets, but if you think about it, it's like fucking obvious, right? It should be at least. And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, to kind of like boost my knowledge and all that, right? There's no way about it. What I mean is that the knowledge is power, okay? When you truly discover what words mean, only then can you really tell what you're dealing with. So if we want to talk about technical analysis, most of the people would never there or would never just pay attention to what it truly means for the definition. They would just rather skip right away to trading, not knowing what they are trading with. And again, just see, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever, right? But still majority of people would do that. So uh, it also confirms, okay, that people tend to be irrational, okay? Irrational, which means they don't act based on irrationality, based on uh rational in a way right based on logic so people tend to act illogically okay irrationally and this happens because of emotions and uh so for any decision which uh you know there would be you know behavioral finance and behavioral economics to analyze and kind of like re research on what makes people make financial decisions okay then there would be always some ratio or should i say like a like a combination of rationality and irrationality okay someone never truly can be irrational in 100% or rational in 100% it's always i would say combination of both just just the way you can never be truly introvert or extrovert okay you're always a mix of that and uh but there if, if somebody's an extrovert it doesn't mean they don't have some introvert in you know in them and the and the other way around so knowing that okay there is well there are a couple of obviously like schools of economics right throughout the years and decades and centuries and there is this efficient market market hypothesis right that that kind of like assumes you know the information symmetry right that everybody is equal that everybody uh, has the same set of information in a way, right? That the market is efficient, that everybody acts based on rationality, which is obviously not true, 
Okay. And there is also this school of economics that would say the market is completely inefficient, right? So the other extreme that people act only based on the irrationality and emotions. Okay. Which is also not really true. And uh, the, the theory, the hypothesis, the economic hypothesis that, well, technical analysts would do and at least should try to follow is the adaptive market hypothesis, which means and assumes that we as people, that we as traders, that we as cognitive like creatures in a way trying to get information we would oscillate and vibrate between the irrationality and rationality okay so we would kind of like swing from rationality to irrationality and uh well just a very plain example knowing that there are trends on the market that the market is trending in one you know in one direction be it upward trend or downside trend right or horizontal one which serious traders don't even kind of like consider to be a trend and like at all. Knowing that there is a trend going on, you can set yourself a plan, like a strategy for that. Knowing and assuming that the trend is up, that no matter what happens, we go up. And it's all going good and it's all going well as long as it follows the same trend. The moment that it kind of like stops or I should say swings, right? The market swings and stops and reverses, then the emotions kind of like kick in. Right, because your plan has just been invalidated, and when you're have, having no plan, okay, and uh, well, you're dealing with with money, which with often which often comes with with adrenaline, right, with hormones and biological like changes that you are not really aware of. This makes you give up on your plan, and your only plan all of a sudden becomes the emotion. And there are two emotional states that move the entire market back and forth, and this is the greed and the fear. Okay, this is greed and fear. And fear is when you want to, when you're over, I would say, complacent, when you're self-complacent, right? When, you, when you're over euphoric, okay? But, uh, and when you're too greedy to take profit. But at the same time, the, the other way around, the opposite extreme is the depression, right? That comes with the fear. Uh, that comes with fear. And uh, the fear is when you, when it's, it's like, completely polar, I would say, like different polarity, okay? It's like completely 180, now different angle, right? And uh, and it's here you, you're afraid to make any move. You're afraid to make any movement, you know, to make any decision, okay? Because no plan was working for you. You couldn't fit yourself in that, okay? So you're afraid. And you often decide to drop drop your backs, drop your you know your positions at the very bottom because it's you know it's lost so much, okay, that it's never going to recover. And the more people think like that, the higher chances we reverse. And uh, knowing such very basic, I would say, phenomena, and understanding the reality around you by being able to define stuff and matter that you're dealing with, this is what makes you an edge. Okay, this is what makes you act rationally as much as possible. Okay, and money comes only with rationality. Like if you if you get money, you know, just on emotions, like because you're just lucky, then consider that luck, consider that not none of knowledge, consider that winning a lottery. But as just the name says, okay, it happens like one in a million. For this reason, we need to rather tilt towards having a plan than not having a plan, which is obvious. So again, adaptive market hypothesis. When, when the market is trending, when we have the plan, in uh, the plan in place, right? 
then we act rationally because the plan is arranged so it, so it logically just moves right and proceeds from a reason to result and you know and so on and so forth uh, and when the plan is changed and when the plan kind of like you know changes or, or, or just disappears in a way all of a sudden you turn and switch to emotions you need to equip yourself in information and there is a thing called information asymmetry okay which means that there are people there are people who know more than you and you need to assume that because whatever you hear in the media well somebody must have been there to arrange the news for you right so somebody's better informed is well better informed than you are i think it's 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 like very crucial to know because if you're not aware of that of that need for you to push towards information to learn to grab the context of new things okay to keep developing to be better than others in a way right because see trading itself your goal as a trader is to make money okay is to make a good deal to buy low and sell high to buy cheap and sell expensive and then whatever kind of like fulfills this this condition i would say this this makes it a good deal right and your chances increase to have a good deal with your information the more information you have the more edge of the market you have so uh that is the reason why we need to be extremely self-aware with regard to what we are talking about what words we are using and when we are talking about the word that we don't know the meaning for we have a couple of options we have uncle google that works 24 7 365 we well we obviously you as our exclusive members do have you know ours uh, uh like us our 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 knowledge right that saves you like years of studies and so on and so forth but but all in all the trend for interaction okay should be striving for more information and the more complete the information is and becomes the more edge you have over the market and trading is a zero-sum game okay for every win there must be loss on the other side so this truly a matter of who is right and who is wrong in the market and uh to be right you need to have a good information right see i mean it's it's just like fucking obvious as i'm saying that but so few people only realize that right it's it's actually devastating to me like if you go and google some you know some uh some statistics over over training itself you would find like 80 to 90 percent of of traders lose money okay and the reason for that is well this this uh this information asymmetry the lack of skills lack of experience right the lack of plan in place and uh so this kind of like wraps up i think the very first point for uh for what makes a perfect entry the awareness the self-awareness and well you can we can actually just slash it uh, and then put next to the right the information so the plan or information self-awareness this is what makes a first point to have and to to work on the list to uh, for, for a perfect trade other than that there is obviously the analysis that comes from the market that actually comes from from you but uh on the topic of the market right and there are a couple of ways to analyze the market right and technical analysis is only one of them Right. There is obviously also fundamental analysis. There is sentiment analysis, intermarket analysis, right? Or for Bitcoin, it's always even the on-chain analysis, right? Which is completely different. I would say set of information derived rather than the fundamentals. 
the another point, the second point for a good, perfect trade, okay, is analysis, is complete analysis of whatever you're dealing with. And again, I can bet my ass right now that majority of you have never thought about what analysis word means, which is wrong, which is wrong because you as traders should always question everything. And I mean by the meaning, okay? And if you don't stop for a second to think and consider the meaning of certain words that you're using with regard to money, then first of all, well, you need to be 100% able to answer the question for what it means, right? To give the definition. And I don't necessarily mean like giving it or learning it by heart. I more mean being able to derive and deduct it yourself at any time. And I want to give you like this, uh, this, this tip that I always share with my private mentoring students. And I always give it as example of, of a coffee mug with a coffee just, right? With a coffee tea, uh, cup in a way that's standing somewhere, like in my case, right next to me. And if you were to explain what the coffee mug is to a person who is blind, who's never seen a coffee mug in their life, how would you describe it? Because if you say that, well, you know, you drink from that, I, I, I'm afraid it wouldn't help. It still wouldn't answer the question for what it is, right? So utility of that is another story. It makes the definition complete, but uh, it's not complete by itself, right? So to answer the definition, you need to answer the question, what? What it is? To be able to provide a good definition to good understanding. Well, the very first word, okay? So I always kind of like give the test to the students to describe one thing or one object or one whatever where they're, they're dealing with. Okay, if it's money, if it's economics, if you were to describe it with one word, okay, one would it be? And uh, for the reason I've tested that millions and millions of times, to be fair, okay, majority of people starts with, well, you drink from that, okay? But the very few people start with, this is a container, okay? It contains, this is a, an object that contains some liquid. Now that can be made of ceramics, right? Or, or metal like aluminum or whatever. That, thanks to which you can drink. And without the good first word, the definition is broken. There is no actual understanding in the definition. So whatever words you don't really understand, and I, and I don't mean like the coffee mug itself, but by this very analogy, okay? You can go and analyze technical analysis. I mean, for what the definition. So when we are talking about technical analysis, and someone does not really know the meaning for that and uses TA, well, I don't think it's reasonable. I don't think it's logical either. And uh, well, it seems, it sounds, it, it feels logical to understand well what you're dealing with, okay? If you want to make millions, if you want to get rich, then you need to know what, what it means to be rich and what it means to, reach, to be rich for you because there are different versions for that, right? There are different goals. What it doesn't mean to make it, to have a success, Okay, it's you that defines your that define your success, not really uh, like your neighbor. And your success may mean completely different story than mine. And it's fine because everybody is different in a way. So again, so which which kind of like negates I, I say the more efficient market hypothesis, right? But technical analysis, well, to break down the definition, you need to understand. See, it consists from two words, right? Consists of two words: the technical and analysis. What does analysis mean? 
well, just, just on the example of, for example, like a chemical reactions, okay, there are a couple of uh, different, I would say, types of chemical reactions, okay? There are synthesis that you mix, like two substrates and one product comes out, or I'm not sure if this is the proper English name for that, but there is like this exchange reaction, perhaps, right? That from uh, like two substrates, there is like uh, there is like two products that are, they kind of like switch particles and so on. Not, we're not going to go <laughs> over the chemistry course over here, but, and there is also this analysis reaction, that means that from one substrate, there are two products. So for this reason, analysis means actual breakdown, breakdown to the pieces. So you, when you analyze a thing or a problem, you break this down to pieces. You go and think over and uh, consider the smaller pieces that when combined together, create the product or, or actually in, in this very context, cre create a substrate, but now create whatever you're dealing with. And well, analysis means breaking down the information to smaller pieces that are more easier to, well, to think of, to understand and to comprehend. And knowing that, okay, so this is a process of breaking down to smaller pieces. And uh, technical, what does it mean that it's technical? The technique itself, it is a way of doing things. It is a way of achieving, of achieving your, your, your goal in a way, your, your destination. Okay, specific technique is a different set of tools, different set of resources, different set of like equipments that lets you reach your goal and destination. So when you combine these two words and put it into the understanding, into the background of, well, financial markets, then what comes out is that technical analysis is a process of breaking down the information from the market to smaller pieces to find a proper technique to enter a profitable trade because this is the main objective to uh, to any trade like conducted on the financial market again assuming people have some some uh, fraction of rationality on their in their minds because we want to optimize the utility or or profits right we want to maximize our profits our product kind of economists would say the utility itself more than profits okay so uh and this obviously technical analysis well this is the main i would say part of the definition, but it also comes with uh, with a shorter, I would say, addition to that, that this is a price study. This is a price study of a given asset right, or commodity, simply that lets you see some patterns. Without a good understanding what consists of, you know, actually what creates a good technical analysis, well, you're not going to be a good analyst. And, uh, and same goes for fundamental analysis. You, you will need to understand what the fundamentals mean and what analysis means. Well, you already know that. So when you combine these, then, uh, then this is a study also for truly like a, spoken in, in, well, in a simpler language anyway, for to deduct on whether the asset or commodity is undervalued or overvalued. I could obviously go on and on and on and on and on for every word we speak, but it would take infinite time pretty much to come to, to make it, but, uh, it's still, <laughs> time limited for, for the webinar itself. But there's also this sentiment analysis, okay? That, that kind of like operates based on the emotions, based on the two emotional states of fear, okay, and greed. And there's at the same time, the intermarket analysis that lets you see and understand how the capital flows between the markets. Because if the capital offloads from one market, it is most likely going to reach out to another market and flow in another market. So tracking the ratios between the markets, tracking the uh, the records over the mutual, I would say, performance. Now, this is going to help you understand and create 
well, good intermarket analysis. Okay, so the second point, just uh, just kind of like to, to the conclusion of that, is what we call simply analysis, the market analysis that consists of a couple of um, of a couple of factors. So the second point of of the question for what uh, for the statement for what makes a perfect trade or entry, okay, it needs to be derived from a good analysis as the second point. And well, uh, it should be like these parts of analysis should be, I would say all of them included. Obviously, well, if you are a short-term trader, right, you're going to rely mainly on TA, mainly on technicals because well, fundamentals don't really change over the day. Okay, unless like a CEO of some serious company dies or just like some breakthrough moment happens. But most of the time, short term trades, intraday, you know, timeframes and all that comes with trading TA rather than FA, unless it's kind of like news driven. Uh, but fundamentals, they are responsible for long term trends. Okay, for the general trend, for the primary trend, whether, you know, to, to give us the good entry when the asset is undervalued. Because, for example, we use, I don't know, the DCF, like discounted cash flow method based on the financial statements, okay, from companies, from the listed, you know, public companies. And it comes out from our, from our like calculations, okay, that the, that the asset is undervalued against the market price. And this is what makes a good buy for long term, okay? And we just realize the profit on the opposite extreme when the asset is overvalued, just, just the way it was with Tesla, you know, back at around thousand bucks per share. Okay, in I believe he was February back then. The analysis is the second part. Okay, other than that, other than that, and well, obviously, you know, there are many different techniques and methods on how to conduct a good analysis. Okay, but you should be having also the strategy in place, which is obvious. And the strategy, again, if you think about it, ask yourself a question: What does it mean? What the strategy means? And well, uh, I guarantee to you that looking, you can get such an experiment. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you, if you go to, if you go in the street and well, there is a, there is some crowd, right? There's some stuff going on and you go and ask people like Paul, like review the people in a way, right? Interview, uh, for what strategy means, right? I guarantee to you, the majority of people will not be able to answer that question well. Okay. And the strategy itself okay is a system of processes is a sequence of processes happening one after another that are aimed to take you from your current situation from your input situation to the process okay and conduct you move you kind of like all the way towards your goal towards a destination so by definition if you don't have a goal that is well specified and good specification for your goal comes only with smart rule okay this is well some management management knowledge that is also applicable to that smart rule means specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound so for every goal to be well well set you need to be able to specify that it needs to be specific it also needs to be measurable which means you need to understand what tools you're going to measure like to to use to measure okay what measures you're going to introduce to know what's the progress on top of that it needs to be achievable everybody can say like i want to be a fucking billionaire tomorrow okay but is it achievable truly like what does it take for you to be in a mil the billionaire okay where you are where are you right now and if it's truly achievable 
then it is relevance. Okay, it needs to be relevant, which means which means it needs to truly fulfill your needs. It needs to be relevant. It needs to be, I would say, the the right thing to do for you. Okay, because I don't know if you if your goal is to have a good dinner is to have, a, I don't know, like a roasted chicken or roasted beef, like whatever for, for dinner, but you're allergic to that. And you know that you can die from eating, for example, meat, because you are so allergic to that. Then fulfilling the goal, right, of, of buying and eating the meat would not necessarily be relevant to what you truly need. On top of that, there is this time bound. So it needs to have some time limits. You need to know the time to which it's going to, well, operate for your goal. And see, without a good understanding of your current situation, what's your what's your current like life place, right? What what's your current like struggles? What 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 your current I would say financial situation is, okay? Your emotional state is, and so on and so forth. Because well, if you're going to deal with some marriage or divorce or like you are dealing with some hard personal like family issues and all that, it's going to completely influence the way you think and perceive the world and hence make you more likely to act based on irrationality and emotions okay which is uh, not what we need truly in the finance okay because finance is nothing else than just mathematics and numbers for what uh for what is kind of like good trade number like number wise what makes a good opportunity and uh so this strategy okay takes you from your input situation to your output situation and without knowing the processes needed, without prowing, knowing the what truly you know makes the good strategy, and and all the knowledge that is required to to build, and all the kind of like understanding that needs to come, and meeting all the expectations of yours and conditions to meet, also the legal ones, right? Because there is always some legal re- like restrictions uh, coming and stemming from your law, okay, from international law that, for example, may not necessarily let you trade cryptocurrency if that's your goal. So it is extremely important. It is extremely important for you to have a strategy in place, which is the third point on the list. And uh, well, moving on, moving on. The analysis aims to give you the right timing on the market. And timing is your being able to enter in a trade in a good moment when you want to enter the trade or when you should enter the trade. Understanding the timing well comes obviously from the analysis itself because, well, you need to realize when you want to monitor the market better at one certain moment uh, for you to just simply have and perform a good entry. Okay, so the timing is the fourth point. And uh, the timing also comes for the entry and for the exit. So. You need to have full, well, the fuller the better set of information that will let you make good decisions. That's why the knowledge is needed, obviously. And that's why I highly encourage everybody to go and study every day, okay? Because by learning more, only then can you really, uh, I would say, truly meet your goals and expectations for your life. So timing and then there is the fifth point, which is the execution, which is the execution and the execution comes also with with practice with experience as you go and as you grow but the execution lets you implement the plan into the reality so for this reason 
you need to obviously have the strategy and plan in like first in place to be able to implement anything right but at the execution so obviously well some people would argue that this is probably the hardest part about performing a good trade a perfect trade to be fair and uh, because well we do have the plan okay we can have the plan we can have truly i would say uh, well the strategy in place but uh it's still execution still execution that kind of like um drives the wheel okay and the in the execution is the strong combination of irrationality and irrationality but with the great advantage of emotions to what extent you're going to be able to resist go and follow to resist going and following the emotions this will define your chances to win and this comes also with bias right so the execution the execution uh, well can be stopped or improved enhanced by your inner bias and uh, well and the bias may stem from first of all your inner i would say analysis right your 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 private gauging on the market but also from the crowd instincts because there are crowd instincts there's like this mass that you subconsciously want to belong to well see i've been always this type of person okay that would never be afraid to go against millions of people millions of people were, were against me i would still do my thing because i would know i was oh, well, i'm right okay no matter no matter how many there would be i would still know that if, if the logic you know just tells me that this is the right choice i would still go for that so of this resistance that your your resistance that you should be building in yourself to not blindly follow the crowd not blindly follow the people because see following the following the people without any i would say logical reason stems from your inside like psychological need to belong to the crowd okay this like a, like like this acceptance being accepted by well this need for being accepted. This is what psychology would say. This is what makes FOMO, fear of missing out, and FUD, fear, uncertainty, and depression exist. So the crowds, the people, the mass, is what influences our way of thinking as well. And your task as a logical trader, as a rational trader, should be to be able to resist to that. And obviously, the more people there would be, the harder it is actually to, well, to make the decision against knowing that you know it's still true but the more important becomes because not being compatible at times with the crowd being different in a positive manner okay is what means your life it what wins your game because well you know majority of people would always prefer you to stay you know in the line not to have a tilt by even a fucking millimeter okay you, you you cannot just even like have a glance just out of the line. You just need to stay in the line and follow what everybody is doing. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise they would just chase your ass. Otherwise they would you know call you out names. Otherwise they would you you know try to destroy you for being different. And uh, but your task is to find your bravery. Is to to be fucking brave. Okay. Is to find your inner strength to be able to know what's good and what's bad you and well and and i mean in general in life but also in training right so no matter if everybody their grandmas and their cats and goldfish okay just enters the bitcoin or any other market your task is to do your own diligence just to do your own research whether the trade you would enter is at all profitable by definition and when it's not 
you just don't do that. So I would say, um, you know, this, this timing and execution, okay, that comes with a bias. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining this episode of The Nestro. We invite you to connect with our guest on Twitter, where Adrian is at CryptoBurb, and I am at BenjaminT1717. Again, we want to thank our sponsors at PrimeXBT for their support of the show and for their support of our listeners. Once again, after signing up to trade at theburbnest.com slash PrimeXBT, be sure to follow up on the announcement channel of our Discord and learn how to capitalize on their generous trading bonus offer that they've exclusively made available to our community. If you've appreciated the depth and breadth of what you've heard with us today, subscribe to our podcast and find our landing page at theburbnest.com. We have a vibrant Discord community which acts as our central hub of operations, and we welcome you to join us at theburbnest.com slash discord. We also offer an extensive free bulletin on emerging crypto market trends, exclusive undervalued gem reports, and in-depth expert technical and fundamental analysis at theburbnest.com slash bulletin. We always appreciate engagement from our community, which of course means liking the video and subscribing to our page, where we insist on bringing you the highest quality content available. Also, we're happy to incorporate tips and topics from our listeners and encourage you to email us at thenestro at theburbnest.com. This podcast is brought to you by The Burb Nest. Thank you and trade on.